Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I just realized as I got on here to record this that the last episode that I published was on February the 12th. And it's February 19th. So I hadn't recorded an episode and thrown one out here for you guys in seven days. Why is that interesting and why am I bringing that up? Because, thank you for asking, what I'm going to share with us today is a quote or a principle that Daniel Pink shares with us, and he's written a book called Drive, by the way. The book's called Drive by Daniel Pink. Highly recommend that. Uh, this is not in that book, I don't think, but which I've, I've read. I just don't remember that being in there, but this principle says... It takes three times more energy to regain momentum than sustaining momentum. It takes three times more energy to regain momentum rather than sustain momentum. Now, I'm going to try to make today's episode quick. Uh, when I was thinking about this after I had read it, I was like, you know what? Can I come up with an example or can I come up with some kind of an analogy uh, just because that's kind of what I do with a lot of things? Um, and people say, man, those are good analogies sometimes that you come up with. They're good examples. Here's one I got for you that I'm, that I'm actually proud of. A car. Let, let's think about a car. Let's think specifically about the transmission in a car. Okay. Now, uh, let's pretend that the car is automatic and... If we think about the wear and tear on the transmission of a car, it happens in the lower gears, first gear, second gear, like those gears are the ones that come under the most stress. They're the ones that are under the most pressure. And if a transmission is going to break down, usually you can tell that transmission is beginning to go because first and second gear begin to give us a little bit of a problem. Well, this principle of regaining momentum rather than sustaining momentum. Let's think about the car. The fact that first and second gear are designed, first gear brings the car from zero miles per hour to you know whatever miles per hour, it gets it going. So that gear is like the heaviest stressed gear, right? And then second gear, same thing, but there's a little bit less stress on that one. And then, you know, cars have an overdrive, right? Which is like their, their last gear. And that gear, because the car is already moving, because the car is already going at a certain speed, that gear actually, I mean, you know, it, it's got to be used. Obviously, the transmission is still working, but it's not working nearly as hard as it had to work in first and second gear, right? Um, to tease this out a little bit further... The worst thing we can do for a car if we've got a uh, you know bad transmission, a transmission that's beginning to go out on us, it's, uh, well, uh, thankfully, I don't have to deal with this a lot, but maybe some of you do, and I'm sorry, um, stop and go traffic, right? The kind of traffic where it's, it's gridlocked, and you move a little bit, and then you stop, and then you move a little bit, and then you stop, and I mean, you're constantly just first gear trying to get some momentum, then you got to stop and you lose it all, then you got to get going and then you lose it all. And I mean, think about how this plays out in the uh, mileage, in the efficiency of your car, 
right? It, when you look at the miles per gallon, some, some cars now have the like little electronic readout that gives you like to the second, what miles per gallon you're getting when you're driving your car. Like when you're in stop and go traffic, it's pretty depressing because that miles per gallon is really, really low. But if you get to drive a lot of highway miles, which means, you know, you just get to accelerate up to speed you're not, you're not stopping at stop signs. You're not getting caught at lights. You're just on highways a lot. Then your miles per gallon obviously goes up and the longevity of your car of that transmission, it lasts, it, it should last longer because there's not as much wear and tear on it. So now taking this down to, or applying this to us right? Great, Mario. Thank you for talking about a car, but what do I have, you know, what do a car and I have in common? Well, when we talk about, when I begin to have conversations with people and we're trying to do something where we've got a goal, we've got something that we want to achieve. And the difficult part is first gear. It's getting from first gear. Well, it's getting from zero and actually getting behind the wheel and deciding that we're going to actually go somewhere and then going from zero miles per hour, cars in first gear, accelerating up to speed to where we can get to second gear, right? Um, And, you know, for whatever reason, I'm thinking about New Year's and, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people, January 1st, a lot of people get behind the wheel you know, metaphorically and turn the car on and begin driving in first gear and begin getting some speed. January 2nd, January 3rd, January 4th, January 5th, we're, we're going to the gym. We've got some good eating habits. We're back at work and we're, we're doing the things that maybe we didn't do the previous year. And we're, we're doing those things now, things that we know that will make us successful. So we're kind of like going and we're accelerating and we're making our way out of first gear into second gear. But inevitably, what happens to a lot of us is that we lose that momentum. We, the, the, we start decelerating. Um, a lot of times, it, it's not even a, a malicious thing. It's not even us sabotaging our particular efforts. It's something to the effect of, um, for example, uh, you know, I, I, I usually let, let's just say I I usually go to the gym, um, you know, after work. So I get off of work at three. And then by the time I drive to my local gym, you know, I get to start working out at three 30 and I get to work out from three 30 to four 30. So then I can go home and be home by five and be with my family. And then, you're kind of gaining momentum. You, you've come out of first gear. You're in second gear. You've got some good momentum going. And then one day maybe uh, work runs over a little bit and you don't get out at three. You actually get out at 3.30. So now if we push back all of the math, and again, let's pretend it works neatly. Now you're get out of work at 3.30. If you drove straight to the gym, you would get to the gym at 4.00. You can, you can work out for half of an hour, but it's not an hour because you need to leave at 4.30 at the same time because you still need to honor that commitment and be home for your family at 5, right? Well, all of a sudden we think to ourselves, but it's not my usual hour, so never mind. I, I'm just going to drive home. You know, I'll get home early today to spend time with my family. Now, check this out. 
that that's not a bad thing. I'm not I'm not bagging on anybody that's done that or if you do that. That's actually that that's actually a noble decision. That's actually a good decision. Okay? But what you've done is you've now downshifted again, you know, metaphorically, you've downshifted your car back to first gear in the um in the the workout realm in the goal of working out and being consistent with working out and getting more fit and getting stronger, whatever it is that you're looking to do in the gym for that hour that you dedicate, you know, uh, after you get out of work. And so instead, this is what I would propose. And this is hard for a lot of us to do. Listen, myself included, you just take it for what it's worth. You got out of work late. You're half an hour behind. You can still get to the gym and do half of your workout. Not the whole thing, but half. But guess what half of a workout does for us? It keeps the momentum going. Now, again, I'm just, I know that I'm beating a dead horse, but this example works so well. Let's just say that you were driving, you know, at 50 miles an hour. And then this day happens where you only get to work out for half of an hour, but you choose to do that. Your car might slow down to 45 miles an hour. I mean, logically, right? You got in half of a workout versus your entire workout. Are you going to maybe, you know, lose a little bit of fitness or are you going to, you know, maybe lose a little bit of strength, right? Sure. I mean, I can't say that you're not, guys. We have to admit that to ourselves. But you see, what we didn't do was take the day completely off. We did something. Now, it was only half of the work, but it was something. We chose to not decelerate from 50 all the way down to 40. We said, hey, you know what? I'm at 45 and that's okay because the other interesting thing about this is, like I said, it takes three times or like Daniel Pink said, it takes three times the energy to regain that momentum. So now if we did take that day off, now all of a sudden it's going to take that little bit extra energy because, well, Let's face it, how is it that we work emotionally, right, as, as human beings? The next time that I get out of work at 3.30, my uh, standard is going to be that, well, last time this happened, I didn't work out. I, I chose to take the day off. I chose to go home early to be with my family. And again, if you do that every once in a while, man, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing for you to do, by the way. Because, uh, well, I, I've, I've talked about it in previous podcasts and I don't want us to be slaves to just doing things mindlessly. So I, I'm with breaking the habit every once in a while so that we're not a slave to it. So if you do that every once in a while, that's fine. But you got to be careful because everything doesn't work in these nice, neat little boxes. And all of a sudden, oh, last time I didn't work out. I took the day off. And so now we have that to fight through as well. And that takes mental energy. Forget, you know, 
getting dressed in the locker room and getting out there and getting on the, on the treadmill or whatever machine you're doing. I mean, before we do any of that, we've actually got our, we've got to get our minds out of the gutter saying, Hey, no, no, but it, no, but don't take the day off this time. You know, no, don't do what you did last time. We're going to do something different this time. Well, you've kind of set that precedent and it just becomes easier and easier for you to have that be the standard that you set for yourself. But if you did half of a workout last time, well, then that's the expectation. 30 minutes is what I gave it last time. Let me give it 30 minutes this time. Folks, I would even say this. I would even say that if you said, man, here's an opportunity for me to get home early to my family. But you know what? Let me go to the gym. Let me hit it for 15 minutes. Like a quarter of my workout, a quarter of my hour. And then let me pack up and get home 15 minutes earlier than I normally do. And now you've, you've done both actually. You, you didn't take the day off from the gym and you gave your family a little bit of extra time. That would be good. And, and I know that this sounds crazy because a lot of people are like, Mario, what would I possibly do in 15 minutes? What could I possibly get done? Right? Or, you know, uh, I, I'm thinking about you're, you're, you're looking to do a better job with your food choices and one day you get stuck and you really don't have good options. I mean, all of your options are kind of fast food type, not the healthiest kind of food type options, but, but you decide that you're going to make the healthiest choice that you can at that particular fast food restaurant. You know, maybe you don't get the soda. You want to, but you don't. You Instead, you get water, whatever. So you didn't, no, you didn't uphold your diet. But again, to bring this all back, it's about doing the best job that you can given your circumstances because sometimes your circumstances are not going to allow for normalcy. But what we definitely want to hold on to, guys, I've seen this work way too many times in favor of or against people. This, this principle of momentum, of keeping things moving, of staying on that track, of, of keeping things in line, of the way that we think that morphs into our actions, like it is so important on our way to being the best version of ourselves or achieving any of the goals that we have for ourselves. We've, we've got to, you know, consistently be tracking that way. Not that we can't have the off day, not that we can't have the day that it, that we do take completely off, not that we can't have a blip on the radar every once in a while because folks, that's coming for you. It's coming for me. It's, it's happened to all of us and we've all experienced it. But in my professional opinion, many of us we're too e we're, we're, it's too easy we're too eager to make those more of the norm so getting out of work 30 minutes later than you normally do is not a death sentence it's not ideal but it's not a death sentence it's not an excuse to take the day off if you still have time to work out why don't you right but we're real quick to be like ah no, that's just not going to happen. Now, here's the deal. That day might come when you literally get out of the office an hour earlier or later. I'm sorry, an hour later. So now 
yeah, you, you just, you just ran out of time. That was, that was your 60 minutes that you used to work out on that day. Your hands are tied. Yep. You, you don't have time to go to the gym. You, you can't, you go, you get in your car and you drive home to be home by five o'clock. You see those days are excusable. But for a lot of us, this is, this is tough. This is tough talk right here. For a lot of us, we very frequently, we look at just a little bit less than ideal scenario situation and we go, oh, it's over. All is lost. Forget it. Can't, can't do that today. Can't make that decision today. I can't journal today. I can't write today. You know, I can't do my drills today. Like whatever. And it's, it's not true, is it? We can do something. We can keep that momentum going because this principle, we've all experienced it. And boy, do we know that it's true, right? Um, like, for, like, for example, um, I was seven days removed from recording a podcast for you guys. And it's something that I do with some regularity. And um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit difficult to get on here and do it because I was like, well, I'm just kind of not into the routine of doing it. And so it was something that I had to think about a little bit more than I normally have to. Normally just pick up my phone, hit record, let's talk. Um, so anyhow, this episode is a little bit of a testament of the three times as much energy to um, get momentum established once again. All right, folks, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And um, yeah, I, I hope to get out maybe one or two more this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But for sure, you will be getting a, uh, a race recap. Got the spring classics coming up. Got to pace bend uh, this weekend. And then Lago Vista, which is one of my favorite races on the Texas calendar, coming up the weekend after this one. So, uh, yeah, we got some good things going. So, anyhow, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Until next time.